1: this is the main attraction podcast now here are your hosts justin strong and ryan nelson Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, whose post-exercise routine is probably a little different than Ethan's, Ryan Nelson.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so, Justin, there was a point early in this episode where Jennifer Coolidge and Aubrey Plaza made eyes... And Aubrey Plaza looked with just disdain <laughs> for Jennifer Coolidge, and I need more of that yeah like, immediately. I, I can't. That, like I said, it was a brief second. It was a brief seconds.
1: Yes, it was yeah. a brief second, and I can't wait for those two have yeah. to, their 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 paths have to cross at some point in the show. Or else. What are we doing problem. here? Yeah. Oh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the second episode of the second season of The White Lotus titled Italian Dream on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of The Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash The Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, 5 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review while you're there. If you do write a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. All right, so this is the second episode of The White Lotus. This is the second season. Uh, real quick, what were your general overall thoughts on the show?
0: Just an absolute fun episode. Also, I thought this was an episode where... You know, last time we really praised the bigger stars. Mm-hmm. I thought the I thought the, the the stars that aren't as big names. Uh, I love Megan Faye. Yeah, she's. We're great. about to see a lot. It sounded like she's done a lot of Broadway and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she has. Uh, we're about to see a lot more her. She's she's got it. She is good. I thought she really stood out. I thought Will Sharp as Ethan. Mm-hmm. This was a great episode for him. I thought Albie. Uh, uh Adam DeMarco, I thought he really stood out. And then um what is Portia Haley Lou Richardson? Mm. I thought this was a I thought this was an episode for the ones who aren't household names as much as the others. I thought this was the episode where they really got to, got to shine. And also there are two people that are just obnoxious in a fun way and they are Really doing a good job of bringing so much uh, humor and like just some tension. Theo James yeah, mm-hmm. is, is is the one, and F Murray Abraham, him and Michael Imperioli are, are going to get into oh, a yeah, in loud shouting match. Oh yeah, one I got to shout out Michael Imperioli's hair. I don't know what he's done. <laughs> it looks incredible the way it's styled. Yeah, the, his gray looks cool. Like I'm just looking at him. I was like. That dude's about. I think he's like late late fifties. He mm. looks good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but uh, like uh, like I said, Theo James, just the way he uh, he he just has a little something going, in each each one where he's he's just he's just getting it going. Right. He's getting it going, and then F Murray her, F Murray Abraham is the same way. Right. He's annoying the grandson, and him and Perioli. it is coming. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. You yeah. You can
1: just it is. feel it. I, I'll say this. I thought you were, I think you're right about some of the uh, lesser known actors and actresses in this whole thing. They, they did a really good job. They had some really good moments. I will say this, though. I think the person who is, who really carried this episode to me, though, was Aubrey Plaza. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, of course. She was just, they're doing something really good with her character. I mean, yeah. she is. I don't well, we'll get I guess do we want to start with the the two couples I guess since we're talking yeah, about Aubrey yeah. Plaza. All right, so let's start with them. So they're setting up this Well, let's just start at the beginning cuz I thought this the beginning of the show was was really interesting cuz it was kind of this somber mood that they have that mm-hmm. they start off with with everybody waking up the
0: following morning. Uh Ethan goes out for a run. I, I was really Well, ch- uh, let me let me stop this. When they start showing water and there's like movement. I'm like, oh God, well, who's naked in this water or about to do something? Because that was even the first scene that there was stuff like that. that was, yeah. Steve Zahn had some weird scene, but I was, I was like getting prepared. I was like, oh God, what is about to happen? Yeah. And it does come, it just comes a little bit later sure. on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: uh But, you know, I was, you know, Ethan goes out, he, he wakes up early ahead of uh, ahead of Harper, who is played by Aubrey Plaza, and he goes out for And I was really jealous of him. Uh, I used to run. There was a, there was a time not too long ago when I would run and I was in real healthy and in really good shape. And then my knees decided to just go bad on me and I can't do that anymore. Uh, but, you know he gets up. He wakes up early. He goes out for a run. And they're setting this up because this becomes a thing that throughout the course of the episode is the two of them kind of have different schedules. He's a, this morning guy who yeah. just likes to do stuff in the morning. She's this night person likes to do stuff in well, the evening. It's,
0: it's it's not even that. You don't understand this because you've been a very healthy and happy marriage. There are people out there who are in a bad marriage or have been divorced before. Hello, it's me. Uh, <laughs> Ethan is only at peace when he's not with his wife. Well yeah, and
1: that's what I was getting to. I mean the, yeah, but there's yeah. they're setting up they're setting up you know, there's all these little things that build up to larger yes. things is what they're is what they're trying to show. And, well, let's talk, like I said, so you have that, you, you can tell there's, and when she wakes up, she doesn't even realize he's gone, even though it's it's probably something that happens on a regular occurrence. Yeah. Uh, you got Michael Amperelli's character, uh, Dominic, who wakes up, and obviously he had a fun night with uh, yeah. his, with Lucia, but, you know... Yeah. He's obviously still not. It's not happy because, like, his reaction to finding her bra in in the bed is just to throw it angrily. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, whatever it is that he's looking for, he's still not getting it from from the relationship that he's you know the the little tryst that he's having with her while he's in Italy. You've got uh, you've got Greg and Tanya waking up, and Greg is just like staring
0: yeah that
1: was that was weird i didn't really know what they're doing obviously they were i figured they were doing something and his
0: he's he's just odd in this show uh he is bipolar because he's immediately nice to her mm -hmm. and he is when she's telling when jennifer coolidge god bless her the best the best when when she's reliving this fantasy of what she wants to be in sicily he is a smallness. Yeah, he mm-hmm. and he's like i like this and he 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 gets the best way he's dressed up the mm-hmm. way she wants he almost looks happy
1: yeah he does he really does he almost looks happy and, and
0: then it goes to hell.
1: Yeah. The moment he tells, because he says, like, you know, we, we were going to start with the top, Let's start with them because. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with them because I, theirs is the weird. I, well, they're mm-hmm. all weird, but I mean, it's probably the weirdest because we do have some connection to them from the previous season. So we've got something to go by on them. Uh, the two of them, they obviously hook up in at the end of episode at the end of season one. And they have t- taken this relationship over into season two. And like I said, you could tell that their relationship is not in a good place in, in episode one. But in episode two, you know, you think, okay, well, maybe there's some hope for these two. Because they have this, he's trying to do something to make her happy. He feels, he, yeah. it seems like that's something he wants to do. It's something that seems to make him happy. Uh, yeah. But what's great about this is when they get on the Vespa, you know, she she lays out this dream that she has. <laughs> And she's like these. She has this idea in her head of what is perfection and what is what is dream. That's where they get the name of this episode from, Italian Dream. She's got this idea of like the perfect Italian day in her mind, and you know it's it's one of the things that Mike White does is you know when we have this idea of something. And we have this picturesque, perfect dream about it and the way that it should go and the way that it should look. That's the way we see it in our heads. But when it comes time to actually put it into reality, it looks so much different than it actually is. I mean, she has this idea of this like sexy ride that they're going to go on. and She's going to be hugging her man while they go on this Vespa and once they actually get in the Vespa, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is really just kind of a one-person thing probably. Uh she's a, she's a little big. Yeah, she's a little big, so And Valentina, how rude calls her Peppa Pig. I know. Like I was like, oh my gosh, cuz she asked who am I? And she says Peppa Pig. Yeah. I was
0: like, crap. Yeah. Oh, because gosh. I mean, I was like, you know, Jennifer Cole's older, she's a, a larger A full figured woman, but she's still a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. Come Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Come
1: on. Like, she's just letting her have it. Uh, But, you know, so it doesn't go, it doesn't look nearly as well. But, you know, Tanya, you know, and she's got a bug flying into her throat. That was hilarious. That
0: was so
1: (laughs) Because obviously that was not what she imagined when she went on this ride, when she had this Italian day dreamt up in her mind. And so it's not going the way that she wants, but she still is having fun. She's still trying to make the best of it. Uh, and it's like, you know, it's one thing that Mike White is reminding us of is there are multiple aspects to all of these people. And there are parts of Tony that you like, and that you want to be part of this, this ideal dreamer of hers that she is yeah. you, you want that you, you want to be like that about her. And that seems to be what Greg was attracted to her. That seems to kind of mm-hmm. be the thing that he, he liked the fact that she was, you know, he, like he said, bring on the crazy. But when the crazy starts to get a little close to home when he because he lines out all this stuff about her, you know she's gone through all these and she treats people uh, basically as like just expendable commodities for the most part. and that's right. something that you don't admire about her. and that's something that you we didn't yeah. really get from her in the first season. and getting it now, you just have this you have this conflicting thoughts about who she is. I mean, you can you you yeah. had some sympathy for her in the first season, but you kind of felt like she's probably still not just a really good person you're seeing that now and it's really kind of, it's really hard to just get a really good feeling for how you feel about her.
0: Right. And you get like, Oh, that's why Greg is acting. He's afraid. He's just here for a moment. Right. And he's going to have no money and he's just gonna be left out. He's living this lifestyle. He He's, he's acting like he's afraid to fully commit because she's just going to get rid of him. Yeah. She's just, just, that's, mm -hmm. Yeah, but then we find out, it appears he has a family or something. Well, they make it look like he has a family, his, another wife. Yeah,
1: I know. I, that was weird at the end. I was like, are, does is he have another wife? Does he have an, just a girlfriend?
0: What's what's going or on he, here? It, uh, so it makes it look like that. I just wonder if he's going to end up being some kind of con man. He's trying to get her money. That may be, that
1: may be what it is. That I could yeah. see that being the case. He's just yeah. trying to be a and, con man and get and, all the
0: money. And that may be why he's so angry about the prenup.
1: Yeah, that may but, be. Uh,
0: but let's let's sh- John Griesman. Yeah, you know, most known for Uncle Rico, uh, still, still a, just an iconic character yeah. mm-hmm. from Napoleon Dynamite. But you know, he's been a lot of stuff. You you just don't recognize it because he doesn't look like Uncle Rico. No, but he, uh, he, he like he's in the Taken series, the movies. He's one of uh, Liam Neeson's friends right. if you've ever seen those. Movies. But a uh, long-time actor, but He's so good because for a moment he's extremely charming especially mm. you know he's i guess he's in his 60s yeah charming dude man if you if you if you're if your mom was dating that guy you would be like all right mom that's you've done well for yourself right, yeah. but then he looks like a monster for mm-hmm. a minute there are times and then, yeah. you know sometimes you're like you feel for him so just uh i'm glad he has gotten a bigger part in this season because you're you're seeing his range as an actor because you he's the hardest character to figure out yeah
1: he is he really is like i said because he's Start to see you. Start this episode with him just staring into the distance, and you don't really know what's going on there. And then you know he ends the episode, you know, you, he, with some legitimate complaints about yeah. who she actually is and what she does about Tanya and the things, the way that she treats people. Those are legitimate complaints. You can see and like you kind of feel like yes, you know, she has this five hundred million dollars and she has all this money, but if you have this really strict prenup, you know, you don't really feel that set or that comfortable in 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 your financial state just because i mean if she ever decides it's over then what what do you have left so you kind of feel from that but then yeah you see this scene at the end when she wakes up and she sees him out on the balcony talking to somebody and you're like, okay, is that, is it another family? What's going on there? Is that just a girlfriend? And you really don't know. You don't know what to expect from this character.
0: And I was going to mention uh, my wife, Kim, the romantic at heart who watches all these romantic movies and and reads books when, when he was interested in her, her Sicily story, And and like he like I said he had this smile on his face he mm-hmm. was into it and, he, and my wife said ah oh, he really loves her <laughs> yeah but this again it's the, right. the Bob Holler the story yeah. he, he is the hardest character to figure he out. he is he's
1: the hardest character to figure out. I, I, I don't I, I don't know what they're doing with him I don't know what Bravo how they're doing Mr
0: Greaves yeah. Bravo.
1: good good for him and great writing by 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 uh, Mike White because like I said it's it is a completely different take on both these characters from the first season. Yeah. And it would have been easy to make them the same, yeah. but he's done something different with them, which yeah. I think is. And impressive.
0: Let me, let me shout out my girl, Jennifer Coolidge time. No one can make a scene uncomfortable. Like she It's funny. Like her at the buffet. She's knocking <laughs> stuff over. <laughs> yeah. She's still making it uh, like, like it's everyone else's fault. Right. Her trying to get on the Vespa. Oh yeah. You know, and then her realizing, like you said, Oh, really? This is for one person. Her with the bug, right. her having a meltdown at dinner. The, mm-hmm. That whatever that crap. She is as talented as anyone. Thank God she did not get typecasted. And as uh, the uh, Stifler's mom, yeah, she was able. Really, what saved her was being in those Christopher Guest movies. That yeah, you you know because she was like a Growling or Chicago Second City. I can't remember one of those. I right. think she's Growlings from la but uh just an extremely talented and her and mike white's love affair has uh brought so much good stuff to us and i have a feeling we'll be getting a lot more of (laughs) it. yeah thank you thank you mike and jennifer
1: yeah they are really good together and like i said if you know if they're going to keep bringing her back they got to still can they got to keep figuring out different ways to put her character out there and they've done a really good job for the second season all right so let's get back to the two couples because i think you know the (laughs) As much of a main storyline as this show can have, I think this is probably it. I think so too, because uh, I think Aubrey Plaza is the biggest star power that you have currently with yeah. these people. There, were, yeah. there was a time that it might have been Jennifer Coolidge. There was a time that it might have been If Murray Abraham. There was a time when it might have been Michael Imperio- Imperioli, oh, for sure, yeah. But I think in this part of Hollywood, that we're in this stage of Hollywood, there, I, mean, I yeah. think it is Aubrey Plaza that has the most star power, and what they're doing, what they're doing with these two couples, is really. It it just has me intrigued because it's like both couples are both wrong and both right. Yes, yes, yes. And the reason I say that is because, like the 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 first scene that we have is you know you got. You've got Aubrey Plaza with these two with these two couples. The first thing that we have between them is Aubrey Plaza coming down for breakfast and uh, Daphne and what is Theo James's character's name? Uh, Cameron. They yeah. are already there and they you know, they wave her over and she's like, Okay, I guess I'll go have breakfast with these two. And when she gets there, they start having this conversation and basically they was you know, uh, they reveal that, you know, we don't fight we we yeah. and she's like she doesn't even grasp the that concept like how is it possible that you can't fight and the reason i say that they're both wrong and they're both right because you know they make a good point daphne does when she says you know what is there really to fight about because you know we're both married and we both have had arguments with our spouses i'm sure yeah. you know we probably end up arguing about things that we probably shouldn't uh right and you know you know it's it's what they're basically saying here is, you know, there's nothing to argue about, but the opposite is also true with, with uh, Harper and with Ethan, because when you do start talking about stuff and when you do start actually dealing with things, it's going to lead to tension and you got to do something with it. Yes. So like I said, it's, it's like they're showing us that both of them are right, both of, but both of them are wrong because, you know, how real of a conversation are, are Daphne and Cameron having if they're not actually fighting? And, you know, how much are Ethan and Harper just allowing themselves to enjoy being married and loving each other that they seem to be constantly at each other's throats?
0: Yeah, and I thought Harper especially had so many assumptions made Mm -hmm. about Daphne and Cameron that she was wrong about, because they do love each other, especially when, you know, Cameron, which he's so fun to watch because he's like, well, you know, that childbirth almost killed me. And he's like, she was like, really? You know, Daphne's like, really? And then he tells the story about how watching his wife go through that. He thought, you know, his whole world was ending and like just the way he delivered that. And then... You know, every, like you just saw how much they love each other and how much there's more to them than it looks. My favorite scene, though, with them was where Aubrey Plaza was talking about, obviously, there, and this was brought up in the scenes afterwards. Uh, Harper and Ethan aren't on the same page about chil- having children. That was obvious.
1: Well, I don't think I think it. I think they were. I think at this point, I think they were on different pages at some point. But it seems like they are at this point. Yeah. It seems like they both want them. It's just you know lining up and trying to actually right. produce well, the yeah. children is what's causing the issue. Yeah.
0: And then uh, she, she says something like, "You know, I, uh, Harper says I was concerned about bringing up a child in this world, and." The, the look—they're looking of, at each other. And Cameron's face, like, what, so what's going on in this world? <laughs> why, why, why would you care? <laughs> and she's like, and oh, she was mind. like, never mind. I mean, it was just so funny. But like, this is this is also just the the brilliance of like, I'm going to tell you, uh, I said it earlier. W- w- Megan Faye, we're going to be seeing a lot more of her. Yeah. Just the way she looked. And Theo James. I, I told I told my wife again. I was like, he re- remember Jason Patrick? Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. He kind of reminds me of him. Like it was yeah, like, right mm-hmm. I can't. remember, He was in some comedy in the nineties. I to have to look up what it was. There was, and he was kind of like his character, just this obnoxious, good-looking guy that you know was is the alpha male, right? And knows it, but he still, you know, he tries to be like friendly to everybody. But like, just doing a fantastic job. Like I said, uh, Theo James. This is this going to lead to a lot more stuff for him too yeah. He is really good. I, you know, uh. As with any person that women just love, because I remember when the Divergent series came out, like I kept hearing about him, I was like, "God, I hate this freaking <laughs> guy." But this guy's talented. Yeah, he uh, he, he's bringing the goods. I'm I'm happy for him.
1: Uh, there was one moment when he reminded me of you when they're.
0: Oh God! Oh, I know what you're going to say. She sucks. <laughs> <I know. laughs> My wife said the same thing. Like, sounds like you. <laughs> Yeah, first time I was like, "Man, he sounds
1: like Robin." Was saying that because yeah. <laughs> you said that a lot, whenever we have a uh, really crappy character, uh, you said that great. Uh, uh. But uh, what's great about the you know when well, they finish this breakfast scene off and they go upstairs as soon as because Harper Harper and the two other uh, and Daphne and Cameron say they're going to go upstairs, and as soon as they get done with saying that, we get to Ethan in the hotel room. He has just finished his run, and. He goes to bed when I realized that he picks up his computer and he kind of starts to land. like, Oh, no, 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 no. Uh,
0: and so I thought they were all three going to walk. I, in. That's
1: what I did too. I thought all three of them were about to go, and I was like, Okay, this is going to be just awkward.
0: And all I could think was, you know,
1: Cameron's going to be like, What are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so he's got his porn on and he's watching and he's having, he's pleasuring himself. And, but. It takes on a completely different tone than what I expect. That's yeah, what that's, makes Mike White so great is because yeah. Harper walks in and, you know, he's obviously like, oh, crap, oh, crap. I don't want her to see this. And she, she knows what's going on. And he says, you know, I was jacking off. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, well, you know, do you want me to help you? i like, like, so it gets into like, she's like, OK, well, we can actually do something about that. And it just kind of brings up this tension about the two of them and of what the difficulties in sex seems to be like, because it doesn't seem to be that they're having any. And like of all the couples, like they haven't had any, they haven't really come that yeah. close to
0: having it. And you, Oh, I'm wondering if we're going to learn more about Ethan might have, uh, some more, some different proclivities than this is showing because he's not interested in all in her. No, he's not. He has no interest in her, and you know it makes me
1: wonder if that's the, if you know that's part of the reason why Harper is the way that she is. Because mm-hmm. I mean she's she's coming across as like being this just really awful winch. I mean right. for the most part that's what. Yeah. But it makes you wonder though. You know you don't just become that, and I don't feel like because there are moments when Harper feels seems like she's. A decent person yeah but like i said and that's just where they're doing they're doing such a great job of keeping these characters complex but something has made her turn into this 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 awful horrible human being that right. just doesn't that nobody seems to like to be around yeah. and she's clocking the and the, what is great about her character is she's is clocking the fact that she is kind of bringing this trip down for everybody because right at the end of the episode she's talking to ethan she's like you know i'm sorry i i, I don't want to try to bring everybody down i don't want to be you know this this you know the person who is ruining everybody's trip i don't really want to be that and she's trying to be better but she just can't and you know that's that moment that you mentioned a second ago where the daphne and cameron are talking about uh how You know, Daphne had to have this emergency C-section, and, you know, she sees both of them, but especially I think she really sees Cameron in a different light because he seems seems to genuinely care because, you know— yeah, I was there, you know, when we had our first son, I was, I was right there at that moment. And, you know, I was reliving that because our, uh, when we had our son, uh, we were doing natural, we were doing it, it was going great. And then all of a sudden it just wasn't. And so, yeah. you, you know, i really felt what Cameron was talking about. I was like, yeah, I, I know what you've been there. It, it's yeah. one of the most scary and terrifying things when all of a sudden they're having a hard time getting the baby out and, and it yeah. connected with Aubrey Plaza and it connected with heart right. uh, as it should. Yeah. So, like I said, because she doesn't, she she has had these preconceived notions, and everybody's picking. I mean, Cameron even says, you know, at one point when they're out on the beach, you know, we're not as bad as you think we are. Or we're not as awful materialistic right. as you think we are. Yeah. And like I said, it just shows that how complex these couples are. But Ethan has kind of been portrayed in the first episode as like the guy who's kind of been stuck with her. Mm-hmm. But now this episode, they start to try to make it out where maybe it's not all that way you know what i'm saying
0: yeah i can't can't figure him out because i will say uh there are times when if you're in a relationship and you're the one who's being neglected Mm -hmm. and you're wanting attention and keeps getting uh you know denied right and when this person kind of like she is do you need me to help you and you're just like what's the point right exactly you feel and you're like because you're not into it kind of thing but the thing was Especially that night, Aubrey Plaza seemed into it. Mm-hmm, she did. Like I said, I can't. I can't figure out Ethan. I can't. Because I don't know if he's going to be like I said into something totally different, like right. men, women, whatever, something else, something else. So he's he's an interesting character to, to try to figure out, and I I really like the way Will Sharp is playing her, yeah, playing him because I I don't I can't figure out what he's doing. Yeah, I can't. He either. seems like a good dude, but he may be a monster, and looks like he has into the previews for next week, Qu- quite the trip that he is about to go on with. Yeah. <laughs> whatever he does. So, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't figure them out, but it was also, it was interesting because they make, uh, Cameron and, um, uh, uh Daphne. Daphne look like just a sweet couple that they're together. They don't cheat on each other, but then you watch the trailer for next week and they both look like they're cheating on each other and doing lot, bad yeah. things. Which makes you wonder if that isn't going to be what actually happens. If that's what the trailer is making it look like. Right. Like I said, they Mike White is making you want to assume stuff about them. Yeah, he is.
1: one thing I, that I clocked in this episode that was just like really intriguing, really caught my curiosity about, about Cameron and Daphne is, you know, they're talking about the, how they don't fight and all this type of stuff. And, at that breakfast scene, Daphne says, "You know, I just, you know, uh, you just, even if we don't agree about something, you just concede to me and you just kind of give up." That's one thing that I noticed about that. But also, at the end, she was kind of like when they were getting ready to have sex, she was, she was kind of like putting in like, "You're going to do whatever I say." She was kind of like having this yes.
0: masters
1: mm-hmm. making him subvert. That was interesting to me.
0: Like I said, so, "Yeah, I think she has. I think she has shown through both these episodes she has more power than." than you were expecting
1: yeah because like i said she she really was showing that in this episode yeah. I, I was really interested in that and you yeah. still got theo james's cameron who is still just kind of like flirting and,
0: and having a little something to do with trying to like get the attention yeah. of harper with you, you know you know daphne reminds me of uh uh, uh megan faye reminds me of isla fisher Oh yeah, Betty oh, yeah. Crashers, mm-hmm. uh, Hot Rod, Sasha Baron Cohen's wife.
1: Okay, kind
0: never... of, kind of, kind of reminds me of her. She is the same. Like they did the same vibe and stuff. Yeah. They kind of look like so, but very similar.
1: All right, uh so let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the three generational, uh, yes. the, uh, the Grosso men, I guess is what, what their names yeah, are. So yeah. uh, you got F. Murray Abraham, you've got Michael Imperioli, you've got uh, who uh, Albie, who's played by Adam DeMarco. Uh, there is, like I said, there's a lot of tension between all three of these guys. Uh, yeah. Because you've got F. Murray Abraham, who is disappointed in his son, because apparently... You know he's he got the, sloppy. He got sloppy. Yes, he said. And speaking of which, the person and I sent the I sent this to you earlier today. The person who is his wife, uh, Michael Lombardielli's wife, uh, Dominic's wife, and like was just. Ringing him out like I've never seen anybody ring out anybody on the phone. Uh, that's actually Laura Dern. That was uh, the voice yes. of that of that person. So that, that was really that was great. I've never seen Laura Dern be so
0: animated, and when, like I said, I was I was surprised when I found out it was Laura Dern. And she has a history with uh, Mike White. I think one. I think she's in a TV show called Enlighten. Yeah. That Mike White did. Yeah. So I pray that they're
1: going to bring we, her into. We,
0: it. we are we are getting her on this show. Yeah. And I think Jennifer Coolidge was on that show too.
1: She might have been, so. Uh but he's you know, uh Bert is just really upset with him because because whatever he did, he doesn't know exactly how bad it is. He obviously figures it's an affair of some sort and he kinda yeah. confronts him about that. But it has kept his his daughter in law and his granddaughter from being on this trip because his grand his uh Dominic's daughter is just as upset with him as as his as his wife is. Uh you've got You've got Dominic, who is just upset with his dad because his dad is, he feels like his dad is just so over the top with being, you know, that out of touch. I don't, I'm not sure how, what generation. He's not a boomer. Yeah. He's probably even before that. Yeah. But he's just so, like, just completely uh a, womanizer. He's a per- old pervert he's an old pervert yeah that's what I was looking for uh he's an old pervert and he's like he's not even ashamed about it and that you know he, yeah. and Michael Porter all his characters just like you know I, I don't want to deal with that and then you got the son who is Kind of upset with both of them, but more specifically the dad. Uh, but he also yeah. tells, he tells, hey, the Richardson's Porsche, you know, I I, I just want to be a peacemaker. I you know, because she asked him when he's relaying all this to her at dinner. He says, you know, she says, well, are, are you not mad at him or are you not upset with him or something like that? And he says, no, I, I am, but I, I just want to be a peacemaker. And when he starts to talk about, you know, they start talking about what they want in a relationship with each other. And he says, you know, girls say they want a nice guy, but when a nice guy comes along, they don't want anything to do. I was like, oh, we're going to incel care. We're going down the incel road here, aren't we?
0: Yeah. And you got to Bravo, Adam DeMarco, because, you know, he had to be a little intimidated when he found out like, oh, yeah, you're working with F. Murray, Abraham and Michael Imperioli. Right. You know, that's, you know, that's your same partner. So you're like, oh, God. And so, <laughs> but they're really doing a good job. And I think you talked about this last episode that he's the hero. He's the one that you can root for, which means is he probably has something hidden that we're right. going to find out. He's actually a horrible person. Right. But uh, he he is doing a good job. He seems like a sweet guy. You know and I, I like him and uh, Haley Lou Richardson they, they have a lot of nice chemistry together they're, they're a nice couple although the next episode she mentioned something like he doesn't have any fire I was like oh man don't go don't do this yeah you know like we, that. we want to see you two together but uh yeah I like I like their I like their parts and like I said uh, I I can't get enough of f Murray Abraham and Michael Perioli just Michael Perrioli just being just so uh, over his dad's obnoxiousness right and like i said just the arrogance of how he wasn't sloppy he, yeah, right. he, he did whatever he wanted and got away with it and right. he was like no you didn't no Everyone you didn't knew everybody you knew, knew yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I thought that was a great scene
1: yeah actually we haven't talked really that much about Haley richardson uh, let's talk about her a little bit yeah. she is obviously getting uh caught up in the in these three characters' story, uh, because, yeah. you know, this is she's there because she doesn't want to be there. Uh, and now that she is there, and it is causing a problem with Greg, and uh, Tanya has basically said, You have to stay in your room. And every time she
0: saw her, yeah, Greg annoyed. saw her at
1: breakfast, and he was annoyed. There's no question about that, which is really awful considering the fact that he knows he's about to fly back to Denver. Yeah, I know. I know. That is weird. So, and, you know, and Tanya brings that up and she kind of throws that back in his face. You know, I'm glad that she is here because if she wasn't here, I going to be a for the next few days because you're gone, and she doesn't believe he's coming back, and I don't believe he's coming back either. Because uh, this may be like the last episode we see Greg, and I don't know. Uh, I'll be interested to see how they how they handle that. But um, but they ha- I feel like they had to kind of reveal what's going on there. So well, I guess we'll see him at least once or twice more. Uh, but Portia is you know she doesn't really know what to do with all this. Uh, she's kind of been thrown into this, and you can tell that they're interested in each other. And you know when she asked if when he asked if he can kiss her at the end. She's like kind of surprised, but it's like she wanted him to do a little bit more, Uh, and and this and that's kind of what they're hinting at in the next episode. Is you know he's maybe a little too nice, and it's going to be kind of come the issue and maybe make awaken something in in Alby that they haven't really seen at this point. Alby, make the move. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. We've all been there. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about the two. uh, Well. definitely the one prostitute, the potential wannabe prostitute. Uh, you get Mia and, uh, Lucia in this one, and they are, you know, Lucia has been established already. You know, she was with, uh, Dominic the previous night and she's basically bringing Mia into this. But the problem that they have is they can't get into the hotel because the hotel won't allow them in. And Valentina, she hates them. Yeah. Because Valentina hates them. And like I said, she, I don't know that Valentina is going to have the same role that uh, what's his name had in the previous one, Murray Bartlett. Murray Bartlett, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she still is has a role in this, and you know he was bad at his job because he just screwed up royally because he just wouldn't he wouldn't admit the mistake that the hotel made with yeah. uh, the pineapple room. She right. seems to be bad at her job because she's just a jerk
0: (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, she is no, like he at least could fake it. Yeah. He could. Yeah. Yeah. And And he can't, yeah, she cannot fake it at all.
1: I mean, one of the first things that we see her do is like she calls F Murray Abraham and she says, "I'm I'm I'm surprised to see you here." And she, he says, "Like why?" And she's like, well, yeah. "Well, you're old." I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So it seems like that's what they're setting up with her. She's just going to be a jerk right. the entire time. That's going to be possibly be the
0: problem. Well, she was. I mean, for the the moment, she her staff is like, I can't remember what they said tonight, and she was just like, she they said chow or something, and she was like, Egh. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are just those little things, but the two, the, uh, the two prostitutes, they, they basically Dominic sets it up where they can come in. They can kind of come and go as they please. Uh, and at the end of this, and at, you know, they get, they get their bathing suits. They have this fun little day for, for the two of them. And when the night comes, they go to his room and he's like, you know what? I don't, I, 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 y'all probably shouldn't come in. And they, they sweet talk their way in. And obviously they're going to have another night together. But like I said, it's just, really interesting the way that they've kind of set up all these stories. And I can't wait to see where they yeah. go with them over the next five episodes. One, two of the two things I clocked on this one, though, there were all two right. mentions of death. Did you catch those? Um, remind me. All right. At the beginning with Tanya's going to breakfast and they're, they're walking out okay. and she sees the view and she says, I wonder if anybody's jumped here. Yes. I heard that. And then there was another one where, uh, and we didn't talk about this. We need to talk about it. I'm so glad I'm bringing it up here. When Cameron is, when they're at breakfast and Cameron is just letting whoever he is talking to yes, on the, the yes, airport yes, yes. have it. I mean, just ripping into that guy. Uh, and Aubrey replies, Asked Daphne, he says, well, does he ever, you know, rip into you? And she's like, no, we don't. And that's where they get into the whole thing where they yeah. don't have fights. But when he gets back, he's like, it makes me homicidal. It's, it's, Ah. so like i say every time i'm every time they mention something to do with death i'm always like all right all right so are, are, are we no, trying no. to let us know something here
0: that was a good that was a very good pickup oh i want to shout out mia man she can really sing oh yeah that was that was a really good sing. I, I i enjoyed yeah. that a lot she was she was really
1: good and, and like i really didn't know what to make of what they were doing there because she was so you know put off by Gi- uh by giuseppe in the first episode and the fact that he had just assumed that she was a hooker yeah. and you know she's obviously struggling with this idea that you know it, is this a road that she wants to go down or not and it seems to be like she's kind of like trying to make up to him i don't know was, I don't yeah know. i wasn't really sure what they were going with that so uh is there anything else we talk about for this episode
0: Oh. Uh... I, th- I think we're good. I think yeah, we're th-
1: ready. I think we are, too. So, all
0: right. We have
1: here on the Man Attraction podcast, we have week- three weekly awards we get out when we're covering a season of a show. Up first is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who was your Tyrion Lannister?
0: I'm going with Michael Imperial's hair and his hairstylist because <laughs> they kept it all together. No, I'm, uh, I was actually going to pick uh, Megan Faye and Theo James. But as we've talked about this, and we may not see much of him, I'm going John Gray's as okay. Greg. Okay. Because he, as we talked about this, he had a lot to do in this episode. Yeah, he and he did. He was all over the place. Yeah. I I, you know, we still don't know. So I don't know how much we're going to get with him. And I was glad to see him. And I, I think he does a fantastic job, like I yeah. said. There are moments where he is the most charming person on the show, and the next moment I think he's going to kill yeah. everyone.
1: Yeah, you're right. You kind of get that vibe from him, and throughout the course of these first few episodes, anyway. Yeah, uh, I went with Aubrey Plaza as Harper. Uh, I just yeah. thought she was really good. Uh, you could
0: pick. You could pick Aubrey Plaza every episode. Yeah, you or probably Jennifer could.
1: Coolidge. You probably could. Mm-hmm. Yeah i i want to agree and look and jennifer Coolidge was just as great as well yeah. i thought about going with her uh but like i said i just like the complexity yeah. of Aubrey plaza's character i do in this. i do
0: too so i do
1: too uh the agatha all along the best scene of the week what'd you go with for this
0: i'm going with the Vesperade. ride yeah uh, from the great. moment <laughs> the moment of the peppa pig and just like i said where she's she's got the cigarette she's doing what she's wanted Greg is is in it and then it goes you know, nothing like I was actually laughing when they're falling down like the the vest was going down because they weighed right. too much and the bug. I, I I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It's Jennifer Coolidge, she could pull it off. She she doesn't have the vanity. She can make fun of herself. Yeah. She can. God bless her.
1: Yeah, which is great. It's great when actors can do that. So uh I'm going with the same thing. I thought that was the best thing of the week. Uh there was a lot of really good ones, but I thought this one was I yeah. thought that one stood above the rest, so Uh, Next is the, if you come with the king, you best not miss your best line of the week. What'd you go with?
0: Oh, and I've, I've mentioned it multiple times. I laughed. When F Murray Abraham says, "Your mistake was being yes, sloppy," just was out of nowhere. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was it for me too. Because, like I said, it, it, the lines in this show aren't necessarily always profound. as you're looking for yeah. the lines that kind of make you laugh on this one. So, and that was yeah. that was definitely up there. Uh, that's kind of the one I'm going with as well. I was trying to think of some other ones that really caught my attention. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Yeah, but. I'm
0: trying to remember too. Uh, well really uh tanya's of you hate me and then i hate you yeah exactly where she goes from you hate me to i hate you (laughs) yeah i will say uh if you really portia actually has a lot of good lines where she's talking about how she just wants to live she wants to have a nice life right like and like she's tired of tiktok all stuff like uh i I try to keep up with her because at some point she's going to give a good line and i and uh daphne also when she was talking about sometimes I, I stay up night and i've had a little wine yes and i buy everything <laughs> yeah. i was like I've, I've i've given to every charity there is
1: all right yeah that's that was a good it's one like, too
0: this world it's so messed up <laughs>
1: Well, what's great is though she, you know, she says this world is so messed up. But she, when they are dinner, they can't, and they're talking about having kids and like, you know, bringing kids to this world. Like, what, what's yeah. wrong with this world? Like, yeah, so, yeah. it's like she can't it's figure great. out what it is. So, all right, uh, here on the Main Podcast, we do have a five tier rating system. Uh, at the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is Lost. Uh, friends is middle of the road for us, and beneath friends is a full house. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. So we both were sticking at a. We went with Lost just as as a precaution. Are you sticking with Lost? Or are you going up to Game of Thrones? What are you doing?
0: I'm gonna stick with the Lost, but we're on our way to Game of Thrones. What am I saying? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like I feel yeah.
1: I feel like we're on the way. It's one of the the thing about this show is because it's such a because there are so many. Mm-hmm. Almost every storyline is just as important as the rest of them. Right. They've all got to develop a little bit. So you need to see how they develop before You can truly give it that Game of Thrones. And we've gotten quite a bit of development on the two couple, uh, aspect of this. I feel like we're still going to get some more about the, the, the three, uh, what are their names uh for, just lost it uh three degrasso men oh yeah
0: uh, the degrasso's yeah
1: and we've obviously still got quite a bit to develop on uh tanya and greg at the front so yeah uh, uh, i was
0: gonna i was gonna mention one other thing because i just hit this about because harper mentions this about ethan are you is this trip for you to show off to to camera that you right. are, are the money guy do you think there's a chance Ethan is actually has a thing for Cameron, and he's here to do something with him? Uh, it might be.
1: I mean, I, I could
0: see it going uh, down that road.
1: No, I could definitely see that being the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's the reason why he doesn't ever want to have sex with his wife. I mean, that may be the possibility. Yeah, so that's what
0: I was like. Uh, I, I wonder if, that's, if we're about to get to that. Yeah. That's what uh, there's no telling. With, <laughs> there's yeah, that's there's what, not. Will Sharp is doing a great job. We we can't tell Ethan. Ethan is like another John Gray's type. You can't tell what he's doing. Also, one more thing. I think. Uh Megan Faye is going to be this season's Jake Lacey that you look up and he's in everything. Oh, yeah. Like he, we, like you said, he's been in everything. I think she's about to have a different, uh, a similar situation. I think you may
1: be right about that, too. So she's, She could very well blow up after this, and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. So, Alright, uh, before we head off there are, we do like to do recommendations on the Main Attraction Podcast, so what are some things you are recommending to our listeners? Alright, so I finally watched
0: Dahmer on Netflix. Oh, did you? Yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. I've uh, I'd actually watched the Dahmer movie that um, Jeremy Renner was in in the early 2000s before he was famous. It was My. really good, and I've I'd actually read the book My Friend Dahmer. It's actually a uh, graphic novel, and I, okay. I, I watched that movie. But this this was really good. This Netflix uh, Evan uh, Peters man. Mm-hmm. Ooh! Incredible job, Richard Jen- the Great Richard Jenkins. Always love him, and uh, I actually saw a funny meme because if you've seen Step Brothers, <laughs> Richard Jenkins was the dad of uh, John C. Riley. Oh, okay, and it was a meme that that's, it was a picture of Dahmer and John C. Riley from Step Brothers, and then Richard Jenkins on top, and said, "Do not let this mi- this man uh, father any more uh, children." <laughs> True. But but uh, very very good. It's ten episodes, but you uh, you learn a lot. You realize how they should have called him from the get go. Right. There were a hundred million times he could have been stopped. I thought they did a good job of showing what the poor victims are still dealing with. Right. You know, and I really felt for them. But you will you will be disgusted, creeped out, uh, angry. It's they really did a good job. So I would recommend that. Uh, next, uh, we rented, uh, Bullet Train is on, uh, where you can rent it. Okay. Also shout out, uh, if you have a Roku, the Redbox app, yes, you know, Redbox, the, the uh machines yes. that you see at the grocery <laughs> store they have, well, they have yeah. an app that you can rent and they also do a very good job of sending out coupons okay cool uh so if you sign up and uh, i actually got a coupon and i watched the black phone last week and i watched bullet train with uh brad pitt and a lot of other stars a lot of fun enjoyed it uh you know if you want, if you want to wait to stream and I, I definitely would recommend that uh definitely a, f- a fun movie and uh I think it did pretty well. Not as big as they wanted, but still well. I have a feeling it will do even bigger on streaming. We we will be seeing some more bullet trains. And Brad Pitt, another one. Like Ron Gosling, the man can do anything. Yeah,
1: he can. <laughs> it is
0: on uh, even when he's not looking cool and he's wearing glasses and trying to be normal, I'm like I hate you, <laughs> yeah, least, uh, just, just an incredible actor. Oh, and you also get Crazy Michael Shannon, which is always a treat. <laughs> and then my last, uh, I went and saw the band, the Turnpike Troubadours. They're a country kind of Americana band. Actually, they sound like 90s country. Okay. and uh, They were fantastic. Enjoyed them. They put on a great live show. I uh, highly recommend them. I actually got tickets at the last second and uh so glad they did so if they come to your town check them out they actually had broken up and got back together okay and uh well well checking well worth seeing. the turnpike troubadours
1: all right i've got three as well this week uh first i look there's only like a handful of netflix movies i would recommend uh but Anola holmes 2 came out i was a little surprised they called oh, it oh it yeah holmes i 2. gotta watch that yeah I gotta watch that so you saw the first one i'm assuming yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the first one's good. Look, we need more of Millie uh, Bobby Brown in these in these types do. of roles. I Look, I love yes. her. Don't get me wrong. I love her in 11, and that's probably going to be the role that she will always be known for as is 11. Mm-hmm. But to just see her just be able to be charming and to be uh, just so precocious and like i said we just need more of her in this type of role and her going breaking the fourth wall talking the camera is just absolutely fantastic and she does a lot of that in in this one uh this season's this uh the sequel to this is a it's at, they take a real event in like the match it's i think it was called like the match girl strike of london or something like that and that's where they like they branch it off into completely thick fi- fictitious uh fictitious from that point on but that's that's kind of what they use as the center of their stories that is that one event Uh, i like the fact that in this one henry cavill has much more of a of a role to play in the first one he's kind of more of just a glorified cameo Uh, And this one he has plays a much more integral part of the actual story so i I really like that and you need to watch it because you're really going to like the 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 little it's i guess it's technically a post-credit scene but it's more of a a mid-credit scene you're going to get excited. I'll just tell you that much. That's all I want to Ooh. say. <laughs> so, uh, and when you watch it, you'll know you'll know exactly why and you'll know why I told you Ooh. that. So,
0: I may be watching this tomorrow night. Uh,
1: second thing that I have on my list. Look, I've I'm not a huge fan of documentaries. I, I don't always find them that interesting. However, I love a good train wreck documentary. And my wife this afternoon came to me and she says, "Uh, have you heard about this documentary on uh jerry falwell jr i was like no i watched it too i was like oh but uh, you have my attention uh because that's a train wreck ladies and gentlemen god forbid is what is is the name of it is on hulu so you've watched it
0: yes oh it's it's so good (laughs) it's yes it is it's directed by billy corbin it's not billy corrigan from the smashing pumpkins it's billy corbin he's a famous documentary he's from miami Mm -hmm. so if you watch the 30 for 30 on the u uh, Call in Miami from mm-hmm. the early 80s, 90s. Right. That was him. He also did the Cocaine Cowboys series. He did a couple of ones. There was a couple of 30 30s he's done. Very, very good documentary filmmaker, and this is this was one of his best works. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's. Uh, I-
1: I don't really get into documentaries, but when it's a train wreck that you're giving me yeah. information about, and let me tell you, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his relationship and everything that devolved from that, it is yeah. definitely a train wreck. I will say this, if you don't like to hear bad things about Donald Trump and and uh, Christian nationalism, then you, you, this is not for you. Yeah, duh. Yeah, but if you don't have an issue with that then like i said it's 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 really just something and just completely there's like wow because yeah. i mean that look live it's been portrayed in the news and stuff like that but you know just when you see it kind of all together it's just like wow you well, see the text messages
0: yeah i just love and especially this usually in a good train wreck documentary just someone comes out of nowhere that's Tom Arnold is in this. Yes, Tom Arnold. He <laughs> has watched the video of the Falwells and the guy. And the guy, yes, yeah, he's watched it.
1: And like he like sets up like he sets he like sets up Michael Cohen.
0: and like they they show him yeah. where he doesn't
1: it. like. It's just amazing. It is just well, absolutely I, amazing.
0: I actually listened to uh, a podcast of Billy Corbin, and he mentions that, uh, uh, and I'll, a little spoiler. Uh, Donald Trump visits Liberty, yeah. and him and Michael Cohen are looking at each other immediately, and they're like, "Something's not right here." Right? And, like they <laughs> like they knew each other so well. They're like, they just glance at each other, and they were like, "Something's up," and yeah. they talk about it like amongst mm-hmm. themselves there, and they were like, "You need to look at this because something is weird." Right? Because the. Uh, the when you have this, you know, attractive twenty-something year old with these kid. two f-
1: mid forty to early
0: fifty <laughs> people, yeah. And I, and I will say, you you feel for because uh, I made fun of him too, John Carlo. Right. Uh, he was the butt of everybody's jokes. Yeah, and uh, you feel for him because he was really taking advantage of. Yeah, he was. And I still make fun of Jerry Falwell every day, almost. <laughs> because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you mentioned that in our
1: episode on the prayer for Hell, I was like, oh, you mentioned yeah. Jerry Falwell Jr. I can't wait. Well, to talk when about you
0: him. said that, I was like, oh man. I know what you've watched and I
1: can't wait to uh, <laughs> but, Yeah, it's but, called God he, Forbid, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. It's yeah, just I fantastic. So. so
0: well, well worth it.
1: Yeah. Uh my last one is this is a conditional recommendation. Uh I will say this because not everybody is into it. Uh Titan season four released on HBO Max this week. It's not for everyone. Uh I liked I the first season I was not a huge fan of, second season was okay. The third season, I thought it finally found its feet, uh, and it makes sense because they were bringing it to HBO Max in the third season. It was on the DC Universe app or whatever it was.
0: Boy, that was a short-lived thing. <laughs> Tell me about
1: it. Uh, but when they, it's like when they brought it, when they decided to keep it and bring it to HBO Max, like okay, we have to make sure this show is actually good for change, and it, it was in the third season. This, and they released the first two seasons of season four on Thursday. Uh, I, they are really going down a like uh, a horror comics route. for for this one uh so i'm really kind of looking forward to it uh and like i said it's it's not for everyone uh if you like the first three seasons I would recommend it if you've liked a lot of the stuff that they did on the CW when they were doing uh, all the DC stuff and I think most of it is now off the air if not all of it is off the air. They still have Stargirl going on but I think they've canceled it after this season. I think I'm not 100%. Yeah, I sure. saw
0: that. I saw that. Yeah. So, uh what's is uh is our guy from Reacher is he on this season? No,
1: he's not. They killed his character off in season 3. Uh,
0: yeah, they uh, killed him off in the season 3, so. Uh Oh my Titus Welliver is in this as Lex Luthor? Yes, he is. Oh, man. So if you've uh, watched Bosch, the yeah, great mm-hmm. Amazon show, or Deadwood, you know who T- Titus Welliver is. Oh, that's some good casting. It is some good casting.
1: It is some good casting. I don't want to reveal too much about it. but Okay. okay. A, like, like Yes, he is in it. Yes, he is in it. But I don't want to reveal too much more beyond that. So, uh, But, yeah, like I said, they they really did a good job of casting. And uh, they – it seems to have kind of figured itself out, and I'm hoping that that is the case, because I've wanted this show to be good since it came on, I was really kind of disappointed in the first season, but... Like I said, is, this,
0: is this a cartoon, or is this live action? Yeah, no, this is live
1: action. Yeah, it's live action. Titans is... T- so- the ti- There was a Teen Titans that was on uh, Cartoon Network yeah. back in like, yeah, the yeah. early 2000s. Uh, then they made Teen Titans go for the Cartoon Network, which was right. just... Look, I will say this. Uh, my, my daughter used to watch it all the time when I would pick her up for my grandparents when they were keeping her. And like I said, it just kind of caught my attention because there were some kind of funny things. But she wanted to go see Teen Titans go and that was one of the most funniest things
0: I've ever seen before in my life. So my nieces came from Georgia and they were like, can we watch this? And I was like, sure. And I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely hilarious. It is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen before in my life. And it is
1: absolutely hilarious. Cause when I took her to that, I was like, all right, this will be all right. And I ended up laughing more than she did. I mean, cause it, there's so many like just will Arnett is the voice of, uh,
0: oh, Bane
1: and that or not Bane. Um, uh, I can't remember the, guy, the character's name, but anyway, he's the voice of that. <laughs> like, there's all these moments where he's just being Bill and it's just fantastic. So,
0: but no, this is live well, action. I see, I see Bruce Wayne is played by Jorah Marmot. Yeah,
1: Ian Glenn from Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like I said, they've got some interesting casting. Like I said, when I found out he was, because when they introduced him as Batman, I was like, really? That's an interesting choice. And it, he's not, he's okay. He's never in the Batman suit. He's just playing Bruce Wayne in it. Uh, Wait, Pete Campbell from Mad Men is the Scarecrow. Yes, he he's good. That's where that's third season, and that's where it really finds its 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 footing. Like I said, okay. Uh, The first two seasons are rough. So if you ever get, and part of it is Jason Todd is in that, and Jason Todd is awful. He is an awful awful character, but. like I said, if if you've ever been interested in, it, I wouldn't, I would recommend it. You may have to get through those first two seasons because the first yeah. season, like they have one really good episode, and then they have one crappy episode, then they have another good episode, then they have a crappy episode. So,
0: is not Jason Todd or Robin?
1: Yes. Jason has Robin and he is universally reviled as like the most disliked Robin (laughs) ever. I got you. So, and he's in this show for like the first three seasons and it's, it's just not fun. So, uh, but like I said, it's, it's good. It's, it's edgy. That's one of the, it's kind of one of the things that is struggle with. They tried to be too edgy in the first season and they seem to have kind of figured out, you know, we can still be edgy without just being over the top with it. So, all right, I guess that's going to wrap us up for this week. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off?
0: Uh, I was about to make fun of Jerry Falwell Jr., but I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. But anyway, uh, if you're free, not in the corner, uh, oh, yes. join us in the next corner. week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get we out of the walk corner. Walk Please get up. out of the corner. My yeah. gosh, get out of the corner. And we will talk to you next time. Yeah, I
1: will echo the same before I echo the same sentence. Let me just remind people, uh, what we got coming up next week. We are going to take a little bit. We're going to take one more week off from Andor, and because we're covering Wakanda forever. So if you plan to go see it, at the movies, I would recommend it. it. It sounds like it's going to be a good one. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. So, uh, go see it and then come back to us next weekend as we cover it. And we'll still be covering the peripheral as we have been. And we'll also still cover the white Lotus as it continues to reveal in its second season. So, But until then, as always, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.